Hey Shelvies, Kate here. Welcome to part two of our Gail Villanueva episode. Seriously, it's filled with golden nuggets of wisdom, so make sure to pick those up every time she drops them. And we will see you next week for another amazing episode. Thank you for joining us. Hey Shelvies, buckle up for a new episode of the Shelved Books Podcast where every writer is a story that may never see the light of day. This is the podcast where authors share the stories that they shelved, the manuscripts that they may never publish. Then they explore the reason why they shelved this story. Welcome to the Shelved Books Podcast. Is that sometimes we have a tendency to like, you know, try to like find like, I need to like to have the bestest idea that would sell or or something that would, that would become bestseller, something like that. We always tend to think that way. But but what I always remind, I, I would also always want to remind writers is that you need, um, you know, sometimes it's better to just find the, ordin- the, the extraordinary in the ordinary because there are things, mm-hmm. like the, there are I'm extraordinary so things that you can do with little things that may seem like super simple. Like um, okay. in, in one of the workshops that I had, like with with kids, the um, eleven year old kids, uh, I had I gave them this um activity where um they pick a random object, and then form like a, a variety about it. I had like a few random objects in front of me. Uh, one of the kids chose a plastic bag, a Ziploc. Mm-hmm. Totally random, right? Um, you know what the idea that she got? It was so cool. Um she formed a horror idea out of it so the her idea what if the ziploc contains uh, was able to contain spirits and the main character accidentally opens it and unleashes have so cool right it's a ziploc bag (laughs) a super ordinary ziploc bag but we have this kid thinking about an extraordinary idea about a magical ziploc bag containing evil spirits that's fantastic oh that's and and without even knowing it she was essentially um making an adaptation of like in a, a um a retelling of pandora's box Yes, oh, without oh, even knowing it, yeah. <laughs> right? I, I love it. Connect that, yeah. Right, so so I was like, yeah. wow, and the things that people can think of, you know. So so mm-hmm. that's usually where I get my ideas as well. Mm-hmm. And um, good. yeah, so 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 I do hope like that's, um, yeah, you know, uh, it's best not to be too. Uh, too immersed or too focused with what happens after you've written a book and sometimes it's best to like whenever you're writing you think about writing in that moment mm-hmm. see now see now i'm mm-hmm. curious for your shelf book what was the ordinary thing that you thought of that made it extraordinary is there an ordinary thing in it you know what this is the funny thing. I found my chicken lying on the ground, sleeping the way chickens sleep. Yeah. And then I thought she was dead at first. Oh and then when I pulled her, 
Oh, she's still alive. That's how chickens sleep. They sleep like you're dead. So that's where you get an idea. What if, like, you know, this what if. What if I have, like, you know, I, I, I have a book where animals are able to, are actually have spirits. And that spirit, those spirits of them uh, are able to somehow generate some kind of magic. Oh. And then the funny thing about that nice. is like it, when I was getting that idea, um, I believe um, one of the, sh um, there was this movie, General Luna. Yes. It was, um, yeah, that yep. was showing at that time. So I just, you know, oh, maybe I should set it in. <laughs> in 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 the Philippine Revolution and have like you know have a general Luna screaming at the yeah. character or something. So yeah. so that's essentially how like I formulate nice. my my um my ideas is like I started some one thing and then mm -hmm. things around me is gonna start influencing it. And oh. Then, oh, we should add that. Oh yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> like it. So it, this one in particular started with the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, did you say chicken? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> chicken. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> oh, wait. I, could just, I could just imagine Gail like in her 70s or 80s, like, oh, when I wrote this book, it started with uh a rock. You're <laughs> 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 like, even like 20 years down the line, and then, it, you know, with whatever number of books she's writing in that moment, she would still be like, it started this way. And I, this is what's so fascinating is that uh, from a shell book, we were able to get a look into Gail's creative <laughs> process. Which is yeah. quite unique. Like with all the authors <laughs> I have spoken to, and this is the first time that this is like one of the uniquest <laughs> processes that I have heard of. Because because usually it's just oh I sit in front of my computer and I write, mm -hmm. right? Find, uh, mm -hmm. a comfortable place. It's always I sit in front of my computer and write. But the way that the ideas germinate, from yeah. The, it's so fascinating it is. no matter what no matter i feel like no matter the genre that the writer whoever is listening to this right now or is watching will feel inspired like immediately inspired because it's like uh, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and i like we it's uh, i think to have a it's it's a miracle that we didn't have our jaws like open as we are listening. I think I probably did. <laughs> I did because I remember at one point I was like, <laughs> because, you know, I felt like I was in a class listening oh, to school. Yes, and, I agree. Like, I learned so much from you, and I mean, I'm so glad you really did. I mean, it like the whole time you're, and I'm like, oh, I got to remember this. Oh, I have to remember this. You know, yeah. the whole time you we were speaking, I just felt like I, I, I cannot forget this. You know, and thankfully it's paid, <laughs> so I'm not going to it. But, but there were so many things that I, yeah, that you just and I, really... I love how that, all, of, all of your stories are like, 
like weave you know what I mean like it's almost like you're making a carpet you know like yeah. it's it's like you've got this one story that leads to the other and that one isn't finished and it's still open but you go yeah. on and it's like a like it's like a tapestry I love it it's yes. great that's exactly yeah that's how I felt it was just a me uh, just beautiful like just you're a beautiful person I mean just oh, your soul. thank it's, you just, I soul, you know and yeah I really do appreciate that you were able to share all that with us I'm <laughs> glad you know you know uh, you know Gail when you get the Angie lean in you know that <laughs> you know that you have captured her it's like you you can see it like <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that Angie well, <laughs> leans and falls out of the chair. What? Oh, go. <laughs> well, I, I'm actually glad that I'm still able to get attention of adults because I'm used to like talking to like 11 year olds. <laughs> it's yes, I did today. <laughs> it, it works. You know, I think I need you sometimes you need to hear things at a specific time. Yes. and in a specific yeah. way and that's how I felt like the whole time I was listening to you because I have been having some doubts with my writing and stuff and and just some of the things you said just really spoke to the perseverance you know <laughs> and to looking outside the box and yeah. not holding on to things and you know that really just I mean it really did I, I can't even say how much that really I really appreciate hearing you today so I'm, I'm so glad and, and you know what it's with me it's it's just always that something can be repurposed later on so i mean i do that with almost everything that i own <laughs> you know and something that seems to be reaching its end of life may mm -hmm. might not be useful anymore for its original intention but for something else it might be something useful so yeah, we recycle a lot here. <laughs> now, because you've written other books af after the your shelf current project, that you will come back to it a stronger writer. Definitely. Which makes me even more excited for this book because I feel like that book had to be shelved so that you could grow as a writer, so that mm -hmm. now your chops matches the topic and matches the, the, the brevity and the gravity of the topic that now you can present it to the world where the work is I feel like if that book um made it to an offer let's say let's say it wasn't shelf let's say someone offered you representation and let's say so you wouldn't have even thought of shelving that book because you were offered representation and it will go out and it will be published and then you know, and then I would think, would it have been as effective as because now you shelved it and you're coming back to it and a stronger writer, then it would be like it would find its purpose, its 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 true eye-opening purpose. And you know what? Probably not. Because like especially this book in particular. Yeah. It was set during a time mm -hmm. when conversations about um what right do Filipinos have against their oppressors? Yeah. So that subject, when I look back now, probably I wasn't mature enough to handle that kind of subject. Yeah. Mm -hmm. as, as opposed to now, where I'm coming from probably three books where I've more or less discussed colorism mm -hmm. 
in every aspect. And 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 I and and here's the, this is actually the topic that I'm 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 not I'm I'm discussing in the 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 anthology is that um it's it's learning to be brown. That was one of the that is a journey that I had to undertake. Not just as a writer, but as a, as a person as well. Mm -hmm. I, I had to accept, I had to face colorism. I had to accept this, um, this certain self-hate that I, that I have. That only three books in, like, you know, I just, I, I had to confront it I, with this particular book. Basically, like, you know, it was that pop, that journey from from the first child historical fantasy to my faith according to the butterfly for me to appreciate that I'm glad that I'm brown. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. you know, I, I'm no longer ashamed that I'm brown. Right. And, and, and if I look back now, somebody like, I always, always make sure that whenever I speak with, especially with Filipino mm -hmm. um, yeah. students, uh, whenever I speak with them, I always make sure that they remember that they matter. Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't, you know, um, this, their skin color, that's like nothing. You know, they themselves matter. It's not that their skin color, they, they, they're not less. Mm -hmm. They shouldn't think, that, think of themselves as less. And, with, you know, having that internalized finally after how many years... <laughs> I feel like I'm able to, um, I, I have the chops more or less. Yes. I have the mm -hmm. tools to yes. be able yes. to handle a book that yes. deals so much about the oppressor, oppression that the Filipino people got just because right. of the color of their skin. Yes. So, so, you know, sometimes like, sometimes there are books that you probably aren't the right person yet, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. At that moment. Oh, I like that yeah I like that. I like there are that. books that you probably aren't the right person to write but there are books that aren't ready mm -hmm. for you to handle yet and and this is one of those particular ones and oh. yeah and, and i'm glad that i feel like now like three books after three books this is the only time that i feel confident about facing this and this is something that i told my agent because like she was asking me about it like Probably mm. on my second book, she was asking, "Do you wanna like resurrect the first one?" Nah. <laughs> okay, so she wasn't forcing me. So after this, and she was like, "Do you feel ready now?" And that was her question. Do you feel like ready now to work on it? Yeah, you know what? I think I am. <laughs> I and, feel like and what is so yeah, and what is so admirable about that is you had the courage to say no. You had the confidence to say no. No, I am not ready yet. Uh, I don't want to revisit it yet. Yeah. And now that you are, that's what I was saying earlier. It's like if if in, if initially the book had an offer and it came out and it was published eventually, you know what? It would probably be problematic. Yes. Now that that's, I think about that's it. what I was trying to say. So so thank goodness it was, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, thank goodness it was shelved, and then you gained experience from the three books that you have now. And then now that you can come back to it, it's almost like you have a master class coming into that book with mm -hmm. the research you've done and and like 
I'm I already know that this book is important and I just by what you are saying and I already know that we really need this book like right now <laughs> you know? Yeah, I know and it is important, you know, especially, you know, to be able to share a piece of your culture. I mean, things that I, you know, have never heard of or things that I have heard of, you know, just based on my own cultural, you know, experiences, but haven't experienced through your eyes, you know, or through the eyes of, you know, the Filipino people. So, you know, I, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about this book. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I am. Especially now. You're going to see some of the conversations that um, the discussions in, in Lulu Sinigtala. Because, okay. yeah, one of the things about the Lulu Sinigtala is also a discussion of that what if you have a Filipino, a, a community of Filipinos who weren't affected by American colonization. And was able to reject the Spanish colonization. Like they were given this opportunity to reject colonization. That's that's one of the main questions of that book. Um, and then you put in this kid who's like super much of a product of colonization. <laughs> so essentially wreaking, you know. <laughs> wow, that yeah, is a post-colonization yeah. society. Like, and you yeah. put her there. Yeah. What's gonna happen? So, so that's one of the things about like Lulu Sinigtala that I, I, I probably shouldn't have discussed, but I am. <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, like you know, it's just one of the things that like um, uh, that's one of the things that I love about um MG said you get to talk about important stuff without it being so boring if you know what i mean like and, and not can, like in a way not too heavy not the way that yeah. ia would have done it or like how adult would have done it in mg i that's why i think really you're perfect with mg because you can discuss these topics um still be eye openers not only to young but also to adults without mm -hmm. it being like Okay, yeah. you know, you know, punch yeah. with it. It's it's like one of those things. Like sometimes you just feel like you aren't ready yet. Yeah, and and, and it really, really does show in your writing. Yeah, mm -hmm. it, that's one thing that I I can I can attest yeah. to. It's like there's certain subject matters that um I don't know. It's probably because like sometimes I've also mentored. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes whenever I see words that are you sure you really mean this? You, you ask that because like you feel like this a certain pass passage doesn't feel like it came from the writer mm. from the heart. If you know what I mean, it's like it was like half-heartedly there. So I was like, I usually do when I usually see, see something like that. I would usually ask uh, if you're not comfortable discussing it. Maybe you should like you know you just probably just take yeah. it out. You know. Yeah something like that because like there are things like you don't really you know sometimes i just add in because like oh this is gonna make it edgier or people are going to make it uh, um our agents are gonna pay more attention if this, this topic is being discussed or or sometimes um another thing that we sometimes do is that we tend to write to a specific agent's um wish list right mm -hmm. so so 
essentially you're not writing for yourself you're writing yeah. for them yeah. and 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 that would show in your prose that your heart isn't a hundred percent in it and, and and i feel like that was one of the things that was a problem that i had with 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 the historical fantasy i wrote it because i knew there wasn't anything like that oh, i yeah. didn't really write it for myself but my faith according to the butterfly i wrote it for me oh. So, and that was the one that got picked up. Because it was something that I really did write from the heart. It was something that I wanted to write. So ever since then, I, I just, you know, probably that's that's the reason why I'm able to say no. It's because it taught me that whenever I write for someone else or, or I write for the market or, or, or I don't know, for, the, for a trend or something, it's just not there. Yeah. So, it's right for your heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not from my heart. So it just doesn't work. Mm -hmm. So, it, so it, it, and I realized, you know, I'm better off just writing from the heart. So for one thing, <laughs> I'm not going to waste my time writing something that I don't really like. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's best to just write something that I do. Yeah. I Especially on I the days right that we all have days. That's, uh -oh. Like every, every writer has a, Am I, am I there? Every writer has days where it's no fun to write or you don't feel like mm -hmm. writing. And if you are not writing for yourself or a story that you like, you know, those days are just going to be miserable. Oh, yeah. So you might as sure. well write something that you mm -hmm. feel that you want. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. You know, it's funny because I tend to write for Christy. <laughs> like her tea partners. I'm like, oh, I wonder what they're going to think about this. <laughs> I write just to get their feedback. So how did you like that? Did you think that was funny? I thought it was funny, but did you think it was funny? <laughs> that's the thing with us also. We are critique partners for each yeah. other. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So it's like, hmm, Kate's going to be like, hmm, but I'm going to put it anyway. <laughs> funny. So yeah, I think we very much all like pretty much write for our hearts, but then you did, yeah. do get that little thing in the back of your mind thinking, oh, this is never going to sell. This is yeah. never going to sell. No one's going to get my humor. No one's going to get where I'm coming from with this book, you know, and <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess I got just got to that point that yeah. the, the only thing that I take note of is yeah. is this um you know is this still within the MG yeah. age appropriateness <laughs> something like that. <laughs> but other than that, I'm like when it comes to like mm, yeah, no, 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 I, I don't if it just works, it works, just put it in. Yeah. <laughs> No, I love here's, that. You know, here's the thing. Whenever you're on the deadline, uh, you just get this feeling like, well, like I said, I always ask myself every time I'm on a deadline, why do I keep doing this? For myself? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, but but you know what? Um, in the process of editing, when you actually enjoy writing, when you go back to your words, you're actually, I, I don't know, whenever I like, I, I would take some time, like, waiting for the edit letter, right? So, when you get back to it, the joy just returns as well. Yeah. I love it. It's like, you know, oh, my I gosh, I can't believe I wrote that. I know, right? Like, wow, I'm brilliant. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I do that. And then my husband hears me. He's like, 
What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the ego, the ego, but you know, you're like, wow, and the funny thing is, like, like, and, and then I was doing that like for the first book, and he was like, oh, Stop that, and then you go, What are you doing? And then nowadays, on the third book, he's like, Oh, he's just gonna roll his eyes, he's <laughs> <laughs> just used to it. <laughs> they become the characters become so real at, at some point, you know, where it's like, It's not really you saying it, it's characters are living yeah. by characters through you you know and you're just putting what the words are on the page <laughs> so, yeah and, and there's also yeah. another thing that i learned from uh from, from my design um design profession is that uh this is the thing is that i also have like a marketing background actually it's like uh my my course in college isn't even writing or any literature <laughs> it's it's management of communications technology it's like like I'm a manager kind of thing. It's a business course. <laughs> and now, um, if there's something that I really loved about it, this is the advertising, is the, the fact that um, uh, you need to put yourself in in the target audience. Mm -hmm. um, if 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 this was some, um, uh, so for example, like when I'm doing a web design, I don't just think about what the client wants. I think about what the audience of the client wants. So, so you're able to implement it at the same time. So, so with me, um, when I'm writing, I really do put myself in, in, in the character. Like right. I, I totally like separate myself. Like, uh, like for example, like um, with Sab, I, I think it would show like with Sab, Sab is sweet. She, she would panic at like, you know, at, at, um, and, and she'd close up if she's is she feeling um, betrayed? With Jelena, she she not only lashed out, <laughs> she basically made a potion and you know <laughs> and gave it to her bully in revenge. So oh. so like, um and 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 but she regretted it. But you know what? Like I was I was thinking like I remember this kid asking me during a school visit, um. The, the the Claudine the the main character who uh, uh, the character who was um, given the potion to um, if you were Claudine would you have forgiven Jelena for forgiving her the potion and it was like you know what if I were Claudine I would carry it to my grave <laughs> I will like you know I will never like carrying it to my grave <laughs> and, and and they just it's and they were just fascinated with the thought that so where did you get that like you know i don't know i just like you know because in my opinion i believe my characters are their own persons yeah so mm -hmm. i the way i would handle things would be very different on the way they would handle it so yeah. that's why whenever i create um whenever i write a new book i would like in the process of writing i'm not just gail mm -hmm. you know putting the words into paper i am lulu <laughs> or i'm <laughs> yeah. like i'm jelena and and i'm mm -hmm. sab so so the way that you write the interiority as well would would affect that mm -hmm. so what would the should what is jelena going to be thinking at this moment if this is currently happening in front of her is yeah. she going to freeze up or is she like gonna like think spiteful things inside her head or she's gonna blurt out something that like you know stop that or something like that so 
that, that's usually how I think. Cause like I feel feel like um, it, it's just the same thing as you know having similar similar ideas with another narrator. Like you you know you have the same um, uh, premise, but mm -hmm. then when you think about it, what would me, who's like a um, you know middle class uh, brown author living in the suburbs with ducks in the backyard, <laughs> would think as opposed to somebody who lives in the United States. Yeah. Specifically, probably, I don't know, in, 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 in the Midwest or something. Yeah. That's going to be a totally different thing because our okay. perspective is going to color the way we, you know, implement things. And, 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 and with me, that's, that's how I usually like, you know, make my characters very distinct from each other is that uh, this is another thing that I learned from a friend who, who studied psychology. It, it, and I'm really glad I was able to like, you know, learn it in the early, very, very early part of my career is that she said that, um, well, you have all these like, you know, MBTI, you know, Mayors Briggs things like, you know, the, the, the stereotype things like, you know, you know archetypes. Yeah. One thing that you have to remember that it's not a, a, a person's history, a person's experiences a person's environment would shape that personality. So it's not alone that you pick somebody who's like, um, I don't know, who's that ISTJ, probably. You pick one, like pick a random one, like ISTP, somebody who's like quiet, trend, you know, the cat thing, like just like um, somebody uh, like, um, oh, you can like you put some you what my technique was I usually like I pick an I uh, a Mears brick personality and then I create a history mm. I, I create like a past for her or him that would make them the person that they are today wow. so in the end you have this whole person that's uniquely themselves mm -hmm in 100 like three-dimensional and right. you know and, and and it's not even like it's not like you needed to like you know the, the the thing is it's not super hard because you started from an archetype mm -hmm. but then you added a lot of things that made a it lot yeah mm -hmm. so they it you they made them the person that they are so 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 that, that was, then that's just static yeah yeah it's just static sometimes it's just if you just you know if you just stay within just you know just follow the ISTP strengths and weaknesses so sometimes it's just not that so you have like a weakness for an ISTP mm -hmm. but the what but what this character experience would make their responses different mm -hmm. so they're just not ISTP alone they're uniquely that person yeah so so, so that's that, yeah th that's what i usually do so see we'll have our speed round um just so that won't, you know because gail and i are used to the est time time zone as well because <laughs> want that, but we don't want to keep her longer than we you know than than we already have and she has shared her time and we have learned so much <laughs> yes so much thank you so much you're welcome Take it away. You bet. Okay, so 10 speed round questions. So first thought that comes to your mind and just as few words as you possibly can. You ready? 
All right. All right. First question, plotter or pantser? Plotter. First thing you would do with a million dollars? Buy a duck fund. <laughs> Favorite reading spot, and that can be a real spot or an imaginary spot. Beside the ducks. Beside the ducks. <laughs> your, favorite, <laughs> your favorite color? Blue. What was your favorite subject in school, and does it show in your writing? Art. <laughs> and does it show in your writing? Is there yeah. art in your writing? Definitely, it, it, especially in the setting. Introvert or extrovert? Very, very extrovert. <laughs> <laughs> Movie, book, or author that influenced you the most? Movie. <laughs> I'm very visual. Visual. Yeah. I'm very, very good. If you could go into a time machine, would you go into the past or the future? The future. And then I'm going to go back to the past. And then like... <laughs> <laughs> give your 18-year-old your self a few words of advice. It gets better. <laughs> oh, I like that. And now, last question. You're at the movies and you order popcorn. Do you put butter on it or not? Butter. Very and, much. Like a whole bunch of it. Yeah. And bonus question. Are you going to finish that popcorn? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm even going to lick my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> you Thank you so much, Gail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That was... Did, did I just answer you with so many ducks? It's fantastic. I, like fish, I love it. So, you know, I, I can feel the pain. Ducks, fish. Ducks. Yeah. Like, I'm going to duck, buy a duck. Buy. You know what? If my husband hears that, he's probably going to say, like, you know what? You've got a million dollars, and the first thing you can buy is a duck. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's the thing I love about Gay. She stays true to herself but <laughs> when she's a millionaire she will buy a duck pond <laughs> i mean like, you know what i mean you know what that kind of makes sense because like the first thing that i bought with my my advance for 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 lou from lulu is a i, I bought a duck lamp oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> probably not that wrong yeah so really gail you have been magical we have learned the magic of the what if, and now we will explore our own what ifs, turning the ordinary into extraordinary. And we hope, it is our hope, that this podcast becomes something extraordinary, not mm -hmm. only for the guests that we have, but also for our listeners and for our viewers. Um, if you have your own shelf book story, you can actually email it to us at shelfbooks podcast at gmail.com and we will read it here on the podcast and if we like that story like 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 i like it a lot we can have you on as a guest we might just email you back and say hey uh would you like to uh, come on and be our guest and you know so we are excited to have you share your own stories with us as gail has shared her own story with us which just left us <laughs> speechless, utterly, utterly speechless. So Gail, please let our listeners and or viewers know where they can find you and what you are working on right now. That uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Thank you so much again for having me here. Um, you can find out more about me at, uh, on my website, www.gailbvillianueva.com. And um, I'm on social media as Gail B. Villanueva. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, 
even Pinterest, Facebook, <laughs> Gail DVD. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it's branding, you know. And for one thing, I just cannot remember if I have like multiple, <laughs> multiple accounts. It's easier to remember that way, right? So it's just you know, find me at KLD Villanueva. And uh, another, um, aside from Lulu Sinigtala coming uh, in in fall twenty twenty three, I ha I like I said, I mentioned I I I wrote an essay for I contributed an essay for for the for a young adult anthology this one is um going to be published by Mac Eldery books uh it's it's edited by Nafisa Azad and Melanie's uh, Melody Simpson it's called writing in color the, the lessons you we've learned uh it's going to feature essays from um, BIPOC children's authors reflecting on craft and lessons learned over the course of their literary careers. And some of the contributors are Julie C. Dow, Joanne He, Axio, Laura Paul, Adiba, uh, Adiba Jai Gurdar. I'm sorry if I mispronounced it wrong. Um, Kosoko Jackson, Darcy Little Badger, Yamil, Ishamili, Mendez, Laura Paul, Cindy Pond, Karuna Riazi, uh, Julian Winters, Kat Zhang, um, and among others. Um, it's set to um, be um, published in summer 2023. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be super helpful. Uh, I've read it. Uh, it's amazing. It's <laughs> the variety of experiences. It's gold. <laughs> so don't miss that one. Yeah. <laughs> You're so excited about it too. Yeah, I am. It's it's really gold. And um, yeah, and. Um, you can look it up in Goodreads. It's there. You can just add on. Um, also, like, yeah, Lulu Sinigtala and the Tagalog Gods is coming summer 2023. I do hope you guys watch out. You have to wait so now. long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's next well, year already. <laughs> it's next year. <laughs> so that's what I'm working on. And um, again, thanks so much for having me here. Thank oh, you for thank coming. Thank you so much for coming and sharing your wisdom with us. <laughs> so every writer that is listening to this right now or watching it right now on YouTube, besides hitting that subscribe button and the notification bell, just, just a reminder. But you should also really pre-order that book of essays. Just yeah. listening to it, I think, is... Oh, I'm, I'm already in my head. I'm already like, ah. I will pre-order that book because it will it will definitely not only have I'm pretty sure not only have lessons of craft but also like life experiences. Oh yeah, definitely. It's a lot of the other authors like um, you know what me admittedly when I was writing my own essay I had like mm -hmm. onions like you know <laughs> I, I, I I cried <laughs> because like it's a look back of what happened before. Right. And you know, and, and like the perspectives you will have, mm -hmm. like when you look back at those things that happened before, it's just, you know, it makes you that bit sentimental. And um, a lot of the other writers admitted that, you know, they teared up a bit too and they were oh. writing. And, and it's usually like a good thing. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you read it, I'm telling you, it's gold. Well, awesome. That is so exciting. Ouch. Now we must pre-order. <laughs> but it is right now. Like, no matter where you are listening to this, you know, uh, maybe you're listening to, to this in the future. 
find that book. Maybe you find us through this and the book is already out, then all the more get that copy. But right now we are heavily, heavily anticipating <laughs> and this book and the shelled book that Gail is going to <laughs> yes. signing back to life. You know? Yes. CPR. Let us know that coming up too. Yes. <laughs> Our TPR just got a little bit longer, but it does. a bit better, I think. Yeah. <laughs> with with these books that are coming out from Gail. So again, thank you so much, Gail, for being here and for you know joining us at the Shelf Books Podcast. We are different writers from when we started this when when i hit record now that i'm about to hit to stop the record button yeah. we are different you know, yeah the a, the a from a while ago to the b now just so we are your hosts angie sandro christine berman and kate evangelista and i couldn't have ended this podcast in a better better note thank you so much for joining us and watch out next week for a new new podcast. I don't know how we're gonna top this, honestly. <laughs> it was so much fun. Yeah. Oh my god, so much fun. Totally enjoyed ourselves and remember, keep on writing. Bye. Bye. And that was another episode of the Shelved Books Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Till the next one, stay safe, read more, write more, and continue to be at your creative best. The world is waiting, and so are we.